the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I know a place where we can go. This is Crosswalk Colorado Springs, a local community faith program from 100.7. The Word. We're going down to the river, down to the river, down to the river. Welcome to Crosswalk. This is Chaim Goldman, the Watchman, and you're listening to us on 100.7, The Word in Colorado Springs. Happy to have you join us today. We are going into, woo, hold on, put your seatbelts on. We got some, we got some serious things to talk about today. We're going to be talking about Islamic terrorism, anti-Semitism, and Marxism, and how we as Christians should respond to this radical threat to America and the world. But we have to do it right here in the Pikes Peak region in Colorado Springs. My guest today is Mohammed Faridi, president of Iranian Christians International. And we're going to have a very frank conversation on these strangely entangled issues in a way that I doubt you have heard before, because I, Chaim, am a Messianic Jewish American Israeli, and Muhammad is a formerly Muslim Iranian American Christian. I mean, that's a mouthful right there. And not only are we sitting here in the studio not hating on each other, we're now brothers in Jesus, in Yeshua. And though we come from such diametrically opposed backgrounds, we see these current issues pretty much the same. Isn't that amazing what the Holy Spirit reveals? But before we get to that, we have a really special segment that I am calling Church and State as Pastor Scott Bottoms of the Church at Briargate in Colorado Springs, who's also a House District Rep, I believe HD15, he'll correct me if I'm wrong on that, is calling in right now live from the State House up in Denver to give us a report on the special legislative session that Governor Polis called, and this session has been going on basically nonstop since Friday to decide how to handle property tax relief in Colorado after the sound defeat of ballot initiative, I believe it was HH, less than two weeks ago. Um, Pastor Bottom, Scott, welcome to Crosswalk. Yeah, thanks, Hiram. It's always great to be here. Well, we love having you here. You were on Crosswalk just two weeks ago, and we were discussing the spirit of Antichrist, including including your experience with that up in the legislature. So, Scott, how's it going? Well, it's going great. Um, now, we just finished uh, the last session, and so um, I actually get to come home. We've been there since Friday every night till midnight, and we, we did nothing. It was a big, it was a big sham. Uh, the Democrats had us come up there so they could say they were working on something, but every single thing we presented to them, in fact, one of the guys took a time of this, everything we presented to them was, was knocked down and voted down within the first 49 minutes of us being there. And then we spent the next four days doing nothing but playing silly games and 
having so many, believe it or not, with the subject of your show today, so many Palestinian protests by actual representatives in the House. And uh, it was just, a, it was a big clown show. Well, so, I mean, this is right here in your face, live and in person. We're seeing Marxism and the spirit of that here in in Colorado. Can you tell us, get some report, what, what was accomplished? Even though we don't necessarily like what was accomplished, what, what was the end result after four days? Well, the, the Democrats will tell you that they... They passed a, a bill that will give you – the, the numbers are a little bit different depending on who you talk about, but maybe uh, $480 million relief to taxpayers, but but that's not actually true. Um, they took it from Tabor. They're taking money from Tabor, which is what Prop HH was and was voted down. And so I let the uh, House know that uh, I will be challenging this on a constitutional level. They used Senate Bill 22-238, which was last year, to pull Tabor money to set aside for this, and that is illegal. They cannot do that constitutionally, um, according to Article 10, Section 27C. It's still fresh in my head, so I know all this <laughs> stuff. But um, they they are breaking the, the the rule of the voters that just voted, and they're going against the Constitution. Uh, well, so this will be challenged constitutionally. So when we were talking before the election that we just had a couple uh, weeks ago, and specifically about HH, you said to me, to sum it up, you don't need a ballot initiative to lower taxes. <laughs> you right. only need it to raise taxes. So it was soundly defeated, I believe, 60-40, approximately, even possibly more. The state rejected the the citizens of Colorado, the, uh, we the people, rejected this, but then under the guise of wanting to give relief to the voters, to the electorate, to to the to uh, those of us who live here and pay property taxes, they went around it in the legislature. They literally so telling just us? said, we do not care what the voters say. We're still going to take your Tabor money. And this is, this is quite a few hundred million that they're going to be doing this with. We're still going to take Tabor money. And, and they also ran a bill right at the end, the last little bill that says now they're adding another refund mechanism to Taylor, Tabor, which, which is totally unethical, that says that they're taking all the Tabor refunds that you would get and they're displacing those to people that need them more than the taxpayers that actually uh, have these refunds coming to them. So you're going to see a moving of money. Plus a taking of Tabor. This this ended up way worse than if we would not have had a special session. So if HH had passed, you say it would have been better. It, it, it <laughs> HH would have been horrible. But this you're you're actually they're actually spending more money and still taking your Tabor dishonestly, and they just don't care what the voters. So, so who do they feel? They said, no, we're going to do this. Who do they feel is owed the money more than the taxpayers? Um, people that don't pay taxes, people that are struggling, they gave all kinds of uh, rent control things and rental assistance stuff, but nobody ever, ever gave an actual non-Tabor property tax break or did anything. We, we did everything we could and they just kept, they just kept ignoring us, literally making light of the situation, making it a big joke and a, and a scam. And then also, and I won't get into this now, but really just breaking rules um, shutting down our voices, all this kind of stuff unconstitutionally so that they could still take your Tabor money, although they we just voted not to do that. Well, it really seems like this kind of stuff should be reported in the media. 
hey, that's what we're doing right now, but we need to get it further. So I'd ask you, those of you who are listening to this program, let people know that's going on. Investigate it yourself. Call up the local publications, the other radio stations. Let's call out our legislature for not listening to us. Well, let's, I mean, let's, all the media was making this sound like the Denver Post had some articles and things sounding like the Republicans weren't trying to weren't trying, uh, working with the Democrats and they were we were stopping whatever. Uh, Forty eight minutes and sixteen seconds is all it took for them to vote everything we brought to the table down. Wow. Well, Scott, as I said at the beginning, we're calling this church and state, so we have about a, a minute and a half left in this segment. What can we as believers, really as, as you know, we the people, but really as a church here, what do you recommend that we do? Well, the biggest thing is truly just pray. Ask God to bring us to our knees in the fear of God. Uh, the second thing is educate yourself. There are so many self-professed Marxists and socialists that are Democrats and then also Palestinian supporters, Hamas supporters, they stood in the house and said it. You can go and watch the video wow. and uh, and just stand against this stuff. We've got to bring the vote back to legitimate, principled, value-based, moral-based um, conservatives that will actually take care of the people of Colorado. Wow, this is, this is really disgusting to hear, but thank you for calling us. I know. So it's over now. You can go home. It, it it is over now, and I can head home. This is uh, this is great. Yeah, well that that part's great. The rest is lousy. Well, thank you for for letting us know that the very topic of today's show is very very relevant to what's going on. We we've, we've been getting a report from the state house from Pastor and House District Rep Scott Bottom. Scott, thanks for being on Crosswalk. Yes, sir. Thank you, and looking forward to the rest of the show. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, have you on soon. But when we come back after the break and for the remainder of our program, we will be discussing Islamic terrorism, anti-Semitism, and Marxism, and how we as Christians should respond to this radical threat to America and the world. Our guest is former Muslim and president of Iranian Christians International, Mohammed Faridi. You're listening to Crosswalk on 100.7 The Word. I'm Chaim Goldman, The Watchman, and we'll be right back. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs, on 100.7 The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk. I'm Chaim Goldman, The Watchman, and for the remainder of our program, we will be discussing, uh, this is not a light topic show, Islamic terrorism, anti-Semitism, and Marxism, and how we as Christians should respond to this radical threat to America, the world. And as we just heard in the previous segment from Pastor Scott Bottoms, who's a House District Rep down here in the, in the Springs, just up over the whole weekend up in Denver at the legislature as they're dealing with this tax relief after the defeat of HH. And it seems that Marxism has taken over here, has taken over our state house. They're not listening, according to uh, Representative Bottoms. They're not even following their own rules in the House. They don't care that the voters overwhelmingly rejected this proposal. They're coming for the Tabor money anyway. This is a problem, brothers and sisters, and we really need to deal with it. But rather than dealing with the symptoms, which is always what the enemy wants, right, to deal with symptoms, we're going to go to the root. We're going to the underlying cause. Um, we have, again, Mohammed Faridi, um, president of Iranian Christians International. Mohammed, welcome to Crosswalk. 
Thank you, Brother Heim, for having me. It's it's great having you here. I wish under better conditions. Um, the last time we met was on 9-11. We actually yep. did a tribute to 9-11, and we were talking about Islamic terrorism. And in less than a month, the attack happened in Israel that just really, you know, it, I hate to be right, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, in these cases, um, about how brutal uh, Islam can be, mm-hmm. you know, when taken to this level. But I know that you, uh, as an as a former Muslim, you know, will be able to say things that I <laughs> that I can't about mm-hmm. the reality of this. And this is not an exception. It seems to be the rule. Well, let me mm-hmm. tell you about Muhammad. Um, he, Muhammad Faridi, was born and raised in a devout Muslim family in the country of Iran. After years of faithfully following the Muslim faith, his goal ultimately became to be a martyr in jihad. This all changed after a divine encounter with Jesus Christ in Iran, and as a result, he faced a lot of persecution, had to flee the country for his life, and in 2012, he took refuge in America, a country that he thought was very— if you thought that we thought our country was different, he thought he was getting out of this, and it seems like um, out of the frying pan into the fire. Uh, He's president of Iranian Christians International, which advocates for the persecuted Persian, Iranian and Afghan believers, um, and uh, he also disciples believers through regional and international conferences and leadership seminars. Uh, he's also a graduate of Karis Bible College, uh, and uh, he and his wife have been married for 10 years. So I'm so happy to have him here because, again, I'm a Messianic Jew, born in America, also have Israel citizenship. So you got that in me. And then you have Muhammad, a former Muslim, uh, Iranian-American who's a Christian, and we see things quite the same. And we're here as watchmen to wake up Americans who who haven't experienced you know how how bad is I was almost blown up in a in a suicide bombing. He was part of the Republican Guard and 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 leaving that um, suffered great persecution. But I I want to you know um, say something in in the in the weeks um, you know after this attack in Israel, which obviously is very very personal to me. Um, you know, I, I went down to the county commissioners and the city council and was very happy to have them uh, do resolutions, pass resolutions in support of Israel and against Hamas. And I've gone on the radio here and done a lot of shows. And over and over, I kept saying, you know, this is about Hamas and it's about the terrorists. It's not the Palestinian people. It really doesn't represent them, you know, and, and they're victims of all this and on and on. And I got to tell you, I was lying. Because I knew better, but it just didn't feel that you could politically correct. And, I, and I'm sorry I failed you there, and I'll try to be more honest about it. But, you know, it's almost like you had to say it to try to weed through this, to just get people to condemn Hamas. Because if you combine the Palestinian people, it's like you couldn't get it. But a report, a poll just came out. The Arab World for Research and Development came out with a poll of between six and 700 Palestinians, and I'm going to quickly read stats that they came out with. This is about the Palestinian people interviewing Palestinian people in, in Gaza, I assume, not possibly in the Palestinian Authority in, in the West Bank also. 86.7% now have a decreased conviction of wanting a peaceful solution with Israel. 68% said that their support for a two-state solution has decreased since the attack. 
89.5% say that their conviction for wanting to coexist with Israel has decreased. 98% of Palestinians polled say that their sense of pride as a Palestinian has increased since the terrorist attacks. 75% say that they support the brutal attack on Israel with the raping of women and the killing of babies. They support it. 59% extremely support the attack. 76% say they view the Hamas terrorist organization positively. 97% view Israel very negatively. 97% view the U.S. very negatively. Folks, it's true. All of the Palestinians do not support Hamas. Only 98%. Only. Yeah. And uh, you have to know, Brother Haim, that that is because Hamas hasn't done anything that Islam is not requiring of them. If Hamas goes out and does something that is against Islam, like giving free speech, women's rights, if Hamas does that, the Palestinian will quickly denounce Hamas. But because Hamas did what, what Islam and what Prophet, self-claimed Prophet Muhammad ask, asks of Hamas, then the Muslim will support him. I mean, it's, it's a very simple thing. You're Muslim, you will support Muslims. You're a Democrat, you would vote Democrat. It's simple. It's a simple thing. I mean, uh, for us not to get it, uh, we're closing our eyes. We're turning our faces from the truth. They're Palestinians, they're Muslims, they have grown up in that situation. And when Hamas, which is an organization, grassroots coming out of the Palestinian. It's not something separated. When you separate it, you, you get confused. It is not. They are the same people, the same families. They're joining a movement. When I was an Iranian Muslim, when I joined the Revolutionary Guard of Iran, I wasn't separated from Iranians. I wasn't an Arab. I wasn't a Jew. No, I was just the same. So I, for sure, my parents have to support me because that's... Their path, I grow up with them. It wasn't like I, when I converted to Christianity, they didn't support me. But until I was a revolutionary guard, part of that, I was a good Muslim. Everything was supported. Hamas is supported by Palestinians. It's, it's a simple, 98% are supporting their, their own people. And what they're doing of killing of the Jews, it's nothing like outside of us. It is completely, explicitly ordered by Islam. I brought you some uh, written doctrine here, uh, uh, the traditions of Islam, the Quran itself, the Hadith. I have it right here. I can quote it for you and read it, and, and your listeners can go and uh, check, well, check let's out. Let's do that in the next segment. Mm -hmm. We'll do that, yeah. So the Palestinian people, again, you know, they've been stuck in these areas, the West Bank, the Gaza Strip. Israel has absorbed Jews from all over the world who were kicked out, right? They say there's ethnic cleansing in the Middle East. It's the Jews kicked out of Muslim countries because 20% mm -hmm. of, of the Israeli population is Arab, many Muslims and Christians mm -hmm. and Jews. Also, they're living with full rights mm -hmm. uh, there. That they, the Arab world could have solved this 75 years ago, but they spent all this time with the UN keeping them in this area where they could be radicalized right on the border with Israel— but what Muhammad is saying is this isn't just them. This is part 
of Islam. And when we come back, we're going to be continuing our conversation with former Muslim and president of Iranian Christians International, Mohammed Faridi. We're talking Islamic terrorism, anti-Semitism, and Marxism, and how we as Christians should respond to this radical threat, which, which at its base is Marxist ideology, which is combining all these things, and it's happening here in Colorado. We need to push back in many ways as believers So stick around here on Crosswalk. I'm Chaim Goldman, the Watchman, and we'll be right back with Muhammad Faridi. Crosswalk, Colorado Springs on 100.7. Don't worry. Welcome back to Crosswalk. I'm Chaim Goldman, the Watchman, and for... The remainder of our program, we're going to be discussing Islamic terrorism, anti-Semitism, and Marxism. What a strange combination, but we got to wake up, folks, because it's, it's all become one thing. And how specifically we as Christians should respond to this radical threat. My guest is former Muslim and president of Iranian Christians International, Mohammed Faridi. Um, if you've been listening to us, I mean, I hope that you're getting, you know, angry in a righteous way. Mm-hmm. First, we started with uh, Representative Scott Bottoms talking about what's uh, gone on the past four days up in the legislature, where they basically ignored uh, the defeat of Prop HH and are coming for the Tabor money anyway to give it to people who are not taxpayers and take it away from the very people um, who who pay the taxes and should get the money back. Sounds like Marxism to me. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, what we're going to get into in this segment is to really have an understanding of the Muslim religion, of Islam, and that these things that we're seeing around the world, we say that they're exceptions. We talk about radical Islam and things like that. But Muhammad, who's a former Muslim, says no— this is part of the faith. This is part of the religion. Mm-hmm. Some people don't get violent. I mean, mm-hmm. that we know, and that's good. And mm-hmm. most of the people, you know, but as we read about the statistics of the Palestinians, 98%, so you can basically say all, oh, they voted them in in 2005, uh, and they've been living under that. They they hate the Jews. Mm-hmm. There is no chance for a two-state solution or anything. To them, it's about a worldwide caliphate. Yep, and taking over because they believe that somehow the Jews have occupied their land, the land that completely, 100% belongs to the Jewish people, to the children of Abraham, the land that they have been there for the last 4,000 years. Now, somehow, because they build a mosque over uh, close to the wall or to the West Bank, this, yeah. supposedly this is going to be... The Jews have been the occupier. And unfortunately, the West has been teaching them about those dates that, okay, in 19th centuries, that's when Israel became a country. The United Nations gave the land to the Jews. And then where the Muslims were occupying, where where the actual settler of that land, then the Jew in the 19th centuries came and occupied. And that, that lie they have been telling those Muslims unfortunately has caused this issue that they're fighting for a land that belongs to someone else's. So, uh, and mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I believe, you know, based on the wherever your foot treads, I've given it to you, promised mm-hmm. to Abraham, mm-hmm. that because the Ottoman Empire had Israel, that 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 in Islam it's believed if, if they ever had control of the land, mm-hmm. it's theirs. There's no 
There's no taking it. There's no nobody can take it back. Mm-hmm. So they feel a right to Spain, to Israel, to North Africa, everywhere, to the world, yeah. to the whole world. That's the that's the belief is, and um, especially when it comes to the Jews and to the, the Jewish people, then you have the sayings of Muhammad telling the Muslims that until we do not fight them and until we do not kill them, the la- the hour. The return of the false Messiah will not happen. I will read it for you in uh, the Sunnah, which is the Hadith of the sayings of Muhammad. You can people look it up. It's, this is Sahih Muslim 29, 22. It says, Allah's messengers saying, The last hour would not come unless the Muslims will fight against the Jews and the Muslims would kill them until the Jews would hide themselves behind a stone or a tree. And the stone or a tree would say, Muslim, O servant of Allah, there is a Jew behind me. Come and kill him. So the trees, the stones will tell the Muslims, here is a Jew, kill him. He says, until this doesn't happen, the last hour would not come. That is in Sahih Muslim 29-22. And Bukhari, which is another very, very uh, important um, uh, doctrine to the Muslims, it says, this almost the same word by word. That's Sahih Muslim. This is Sahih Al Bukhari twenty nine twenty six. The hour will not be established until you fight with the Jews, and the stone behind which is a Jew will be hiding will say, "O Muslim, there is a Jew behind me. Come and kill him." This is the Islamic doctrine. This is what Hamas believes. This is Akhwan al Muslimin, the Muslim Brotherhood believes. So based on this and. The attack that happened to Israel, which they we now know they plan to go farther in, even mm-hmm. all the way to Jerusalem, but it was incredibly successful by mm-hmm. anyone's means. And then suddenly all around the world, the support for Hamas and the incredible anti-Semitism, even in America mm-hmm. on college campuses, to a, to a Muslim, how is this reinforcing some very dangerous things that not only did they have success, but but people around the world are rising up to... To, to praise it, the, the more, how dangerous The is more this? the West turns to a leftist ideology. We have to talk about this, Brother Haim, because uh, what is happening in America happened in Iran in 1979. So we had a, we had a king, a monarch, that was very uh, Western-friendly toward especially America. The Shah. the Shah of Iran was very Western-friendly, especially toward America— and even though he was an Islamic dictator, because he was educated in the West, he, he liked the West. And because of oil, America, the capitalists, the free market lovers, and the Iranian king, they came to, to an alliance. But at the same time, the Ayatollah of Iran, which was in Fran- France at the time, was propagating leftist ideas that was learning in France toward the Iranian people. And Iranians... And communists or the Marxists, they have really close ideology. Let me explain to you what I mean. In, in Islam, you have this uh, ingredient, you have this thing about revolution. You have this thing always about overthrowing the evil, overthrowing the systems, overthrowing who is the Dajjal, who is the uh, bad guys that is the controlling, oppressor, yeah. which is stopping Islam from going forth. They have that ingredient already in Islam. So having that uh, violence, overthrowing mentality, and revolution, it's a good ideology for the leftists. 
Marxists, they all already believe that there is an oppressor, there is an oppressed. There needs to be that conflict. Yeah. 100%. And through the revolution, we have to overthrow whatever, whoever we don't like that is between us and our goals. We need to get rid of that. So they came to an alignment, the Islamist, the Ayatollah Khomeini of at the time, and of course the leftists of the France and uh, uh, Great Britain, they came to an alignment and they overthrew the king with his, with, with his uh, alliance with America and free market and capitalist. They took over by that revolution, they took over Iran, and that revolution became an Islamic revolution, which quickly... When the Islamists took took in uh, 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 took the power, the first people that they totally annihilated, they totally dismantled, was the leftists that they helped them to get there. Well, they're always. I mean, Hitler did the same thing, and he ended up partnering with the with, with the uh, Muslims mm-hmm. also because yep. of a common hatred for Jews. But then he lines up the brown shirts yep. and kills them because they are, as it's called, useful idiots. idiots. And, right. and we yep. need to not be useful idiots. Uh, in any of this, we have to wake up to what's going on. And this strange alliance where we now have, you know, queers for Palestine. Yep. If if you know about this, I mean, in Israel, in, in the Middle East, the only the really case, free yeah. place for homosexuals is in Israel, specifically in Tel Aviv. But when Hamas came to power in the Gaza Strip, what did they do with the homosexuals in the Gaza Strip? Throw them off the cliffs they, and they, the buildings. The buildings. Yep. They that's took them Islam up and they threw pro- them yep. off. So this strange Marxist ideology that's been indoctrinated, especially into the youth, but also seemingly into the you know the hippies who are mm-hmm. now older you know now that that this ideology of oppressor and and oppressed, oppressed. is mm-hmm. is so twisted mm-hmm. that now these alliances are being made and these people will never get along. They're never Hitler would have never formed a country or a world with the Muslims. Um, and so when we come back, we're going to be getting into, you know, as Christians, bringing the Bible, bringing the spirit and also political solutions, because we need to use our governments for this in order to figure out how to push back against this and defeat it, because they're not just coming for the Jews. They're coming for Christians. This is Crosswalk Colorado Springs on 100.7 The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk. I'm Chaim Goldman, the Watchman, uh, and we are doing our final segment today discussing Islamic terrorism, anti-Semitism, and Marxism. What a strange cake that has been baked here. Uh, and in this segment, we're going to get into solutions. We always like to be hopeful. We always like to talk about what we can do. We are here uh, with President of Iranian Christians International, Mohammed Faridi, former Muslim, and uh, he's able to say things that uh, that I can't say, that you can't say, because he lived it and he broke free from it. Um, Muhammad, a lot of people are, are are calling for a ceasefire. They think that that's the right thing to do. As far as I'm concerned, on October 6th, there was a ceasefire. Yep. Hamas broke it. Um, how do you negotiate peace or anything with people who, in their very ideology, want you dead and gone and from the river to the sea? Brother Haim, there is a principle in Islam called um, Al-Hudaybiyah. In Al-Hudaybiyah, the uh, prophet of Islam, when he was in trouble, when he was facing tremendous trouble, through uh, when he lived in Mecca, excuse me, when, when he lived in Medina, 
the Meccans, they lined up a big army to come and demolish them because he bothered the peace. That's what they call him, the person that bothered the peace. So the Meccan all aligned together to come and take him out. But he came with a treaty called Al-Hudaybiyah. And when that treaty, he said, we will cease fire. We will not bother one another. I will not rob your caravans anymore for three years. So the Meccans foolishly agreed to that treaty, to that ceasefire. So they went back to their homes. They didn't fight. And when they weren't expecting, Muhammad, the, 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 the false prophet of Islam, was gathering his army, getting stronger. And when he got strong, when he had the man he needed, when the Meccans, they did not expect it, he broke the own treaty that he came up with and he attacked him and killed the Meccans, especially the Jews and the Christian inside Mecca, the um, Banu Quraysh and many other tribes within Mecca. And so this became so, an acceptable thing in Islam. This is following the Prophet. This is the example. This is the perfect example they always follow. Now, Israel mm-hmm. is, the IDF is going after Hamas, and of course, they need time. So Hamas and pressures the West, they, they, they're going to go into, to do a ceasefire, meaning they're going to go back to Hudaybiyah, and then they're going to organize and come back. So thankfully, Israelis know this, and uh, they're, they're trying to hold out as much, mm-hmm. as, much as they can uh, against this, because we found out that for two years, while many were coming over on work permits and spying out the land and building relationships with the settlers, that they then came back and brutally murdered. And this is just part of following the prophet. This mm-hmm. is this is just the truth, folks. It's not yep. my opinion. So yep. let's bring it home because mm-hmm. on the break you were talking to me, and I wish we had you know another hour to do this. Mm-hmm. But so many that are coming over the border in this open border that we have, mm-hmm. they're coming out of Mexico, but they're not coming from Mexico. No. We're seeing tw- men in their twenties and thirties, and you're saying that they're Muslims because not only. Do they want do the to those who are letting them over the border? Let's just say the liberals, the Democrats, think that they're going to vote for them. The, these are not people that will ever support a Western democracy. So this is is not just like having you know Latin Americans come in who might like the country and change their mm-hmm. political views. These are religious ideological uh, ideological views are bringing in. Uh, Brother Haim, right now in our home we have a brother in Christ, a Muslim fo- former background f- from Iran that flew from Tehran to Caracas, Venezuela directly, went through eight countries and got here. It's not something that I have secondhand information. He said while he was coming from this path to get to America for religious freedom on the way, he saw Pakistani Muslim, Sudani Muslim, Somali Muslim, and many of the Iranian people that the Iranian government is sending over. And these people are not coming for our good. These people should not nev- should never be led into this country. This army aged men that are coming with the finance and the propaganda of the Iranian regime, they're coming to bring their Islam. The Islamic they're that's what the, the language of the Revolutionary Guard is to exporting Islam to the West, especially to America. And so the Marxists are are bringing them over, thinking the Marx- that they'll vote That's one right. way, but they'll eventually... So the Marxists, because of the ideological closeness of them, they have let the doors open for them to be their 
uh, their unholy alliance one day. Thinking that, that they'll vote for them. Exactly, the to sustain their voting base. But eventually when they take over. When the Muslims take over, when if, the God Muslims, forbid. God forbid, when the Muslim will take over, which they have already in many cities in America, including Dearborn and um, St. Cloud and many other places that they have taken over, they have already established Sharia and there is no homosexual right, there is no feminist right, there is no women right. It's all out of the window. So this is a very dangerous game that they're playing. And if we look at who is willing to be more violent, uh, they won't win. And certainly it would bring down our country. And so we can't allow that to happen. Mohammed, this is partners. Uh, uh, this is, excuse me, that's my other show, Partners in the Gospel, Wednesdays at mm-hmm. 4 p.m. here. Listen to that. This is Crosswalk. Mm-hmm. The solution to everything, mm-hmm. all the world's evils, is the gospel. Of course it so is. So tell mm-hmm. us in the last few minutes that we have about how to witness to this radical Islam, mm-hmm. because if the hearts and minds aren't changed, then then we're in, we're in big trouble. It used to be, actually, actually, brother, you know that. I have shared my testimony on this channel, on this, on this uh, uh, program. I used to be a radical Muslim. I used to think, I used to say death to America and death to Israel. But until I met the King of the Jews, I met Messiah, I met my Savior, that's when my stony heart was taken out and God gave me a heart. God changed me inside out and I don't have those uh, so-called radical ideas about taking, you have to take people out in order to go to paradise. I believe with all of my heart that the only answer, the only hope we have in our time, it is the resurrection of Christ and you being forgiven, accepted to the uh, um, God's family. Because now the Muslims are sacrificing their, their sons to receive salvation. But what they don't know, that God has given His only begotten Son for our sake. He has sacrificed. He has given the ultimate sacrifice. They haven't heard the news. And it's on our shoulder. It's on the church's shoulder. It is on the American church's shoulder to take that message to them. And they, other than that, we don't have any hope. That well, is our job. This this makes evangelism <laughs> a lot more serious. I guess we weren't uh, evangelizing and making disciples the way that uh, Father needed us to, and now seemingly he's made it a, a life-or-death choice of whether we go out and we preach the gospel, because until the Holy Spirit comes into a person and takes away the hate and brings the forgiveness— Absolutely. Um, the spirit of death that is all over them? I have, I have operated— uh, uh, beneath that spirit, I know that it's not—it's not something that I don't—I have a second knowledge from it. This is what the spirit. It's a blood. Islam has a very bloodthirsty, hateful spirit toward non-Muslims, first the Jew and then come the Christians. If 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 the Christians do not protect the Jews, there would be nobody standing for the Christians. Mm-hmm. And as they're saying that, yes, this is coming. Has come to Europe, coming here. Um, Israel is on the front lines. Pray for them. This is a very difficult situation, but we need to understand that at its core, this is Marxism being played out on a world scale to divide. And who is the one who comes to steal, kill, and destroy? Satan. It's Satan. And so this is what's behind this ideology. This is about worldviews, and we need to win, but we do it in love. We come against the hate and love. Muhammad Faridi, thank you for joining us here thank on you. Crosswalk. Um, the website uh, for 
uh, Iranian Christians International is IranChristians.org, IranChristians.org. And go to the podcast on the Word FM 1007.com to listen to the interview that we did back on September 11th with Muhammad. He talks about his ministry and his testimony. It's very, very powerful. Now, get out there, my brothers and sisters. Fight the good fight of faith wherever God has you do so and make an impact now for the kingdom for such a time as this. Shalom. 100.7, The Word. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.